Previously on the Thorn Files. A forceful blast of light will just erupt across the room and shatter through towards the grass. Evangeline is the biggest threat in this room. She's going to blast the floor under Peter, who's right in front of her. It's almost like a dark shadow comes around her, trying to bind her as his fingers elongate. Whatever's in Laura is also in Eva. And you have the splitting headache as well. Is, do you don't get the sense it's from the fall? Is the is that is the girl okay? Gash in our head has gotten bigger. I can heal her, but it can be quite painful. You see that there are um, two uniformed soldiers running down towards our cottage. Can probably uh, get you all accommodation up at the farm. Uh, Mr. Elliot's been quite accommodating to us so far, so horse up at um, Knock Hill Farm went mad. We had to put it down, unfortunately. You see uh, a tall, broad-shouldered man who uh, has a shotgun sort of uh, slung, a double-barrel shotgun sort of slung over one arm. I'm Mr. Elliot. So Peter will specifically go to the store. He's very much keeping an eye out to see um, if this was a sudden occurrence or if there's other stuff and if there's any evidence um, lingering for what might have influenced it. And to do that, um, he spectacularly rolls four. You normally have complete control over your other side. But in that moment, it's as if you're sort of pulling it back. You notice this and you also see that um, the one of the soldiers also sees from over at the bottom. And you recognize that it's the captain from before. Now, I don't appreciate you insinuating that my men might be in some sort of danger here, miss, when he looks over towards Peter. It seems you may have brought the danger with you. Can I ask how long you're planning on staying here for? We're staying here for as long as we need. And he looks over towards his men and he um, sort of shouts out to them and says, Well, any of you, move this horse. Get it out of the way. It's not right that's been left here. Somebody help me. Help me. I can't see. I can't help me. Peter, help me. And he pulls his pistol and takes a shot at you. Blood sprays out from Peter's back as the bullets of rockets through him. Help me. I can't see. And then the captain's head splits as a scar appears on the scalp moving backwards and then it opens up revealing skull underneath broken skull and he takes another shot at you Peter so where we are at at the moment um Tabitha is in the farmhouse at Knock Hill Farm, uh, reading tea leaves, um, discovering things about the spirit of vengeful, sort of vengeful, angry spirit um, that's taken taken hold in Knock Hill Farm, taken hold of the people in the area. Um, Evangeline Lane Fox has recently gone to the barn to talk to the soldiers that are there. Vera and Peter were investigating the stables at Knock Hill Farm, trying to figure out what had happened to the horse that had gone mad in the um and as they did they were confronted by captain bennett the leader of the soldiers in knuckle farm and as they were confronted by him his anger boiled up inside him and as it took hold he seemed to be completely taken over by the spirit 
of not kill fun and in that moment he took shot peter has been shot by the captain at the moment and has just tried to take another shot and so peter um i want you to it's it's got to be um it's got to be an act under pressure or tough i wondered if it was tough but that's um fine. i i do want to give you a kick, great. kick some ass <laughs> but this is just to avoid this bit of damage it's not to disarm him so i said i was trying to disarm him yes first. so you are trying to disarm him so i'll say he takes a shot but we'll let you do your um kick some ass to yeah kick some ass to try and disarm and see if the shot goes off and hits you a four four that's not good <laughs> you take another two harm as a bullet as you should, you grab hold of the gun you try to move it and the gun erupts again um how, how much harm has peter taken um well i was gonna say i'm um, what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna use luck in that moment um, oh, to avoid um to avoid all the harm fantastic so you get uh it's 10 then and what he will do in that moment if it's continuing is um you can use magic to banish a spirit or a curse on a person. So I want to okay. see if Peter, having already got a firm grip, he claws everything, claws extend, things and extend, this dark shadow extends over him around the man as he tries to draw out whatever is inside of him or block whatever's inside of him and banish it. Okay. So, so firstly, you do do some harm to the captain in your kick some ass role, so grabbing hold of him. Um is it what one of the which were the kick some ass uh role I wasn't in, you doing? I wasn't intending on doing that. I was trying to just disarm him. I wasn't oh, trying right. to so, cause harm. Well, so it could be you, you force them what you want them. you're trying to sort of force them to not move and take their weapon. Um and that's fine. I'll let you do that because you use your luck. So you do disarm you pull the gun from his hand. Um but you want to use your magic so you want to try and banish it. so roll for use magic then and i want to make this clear this is very obvious you're doing this is not a subtle thing oh, you're doing 12 12 brilliant okay so which gives me the magic works without issues and my effect is i banish the spirit if it works that way i like to imagine that the shadow itself looks as though it reaches round over peter's shoulders into the man and you see this seven foot shadow reaching and pulling something out of it yeah so that's exactly that's exactly what you see everyone in the area sees the shadow reaches into the um into the captain and sort of yanks something from it some spirit from him and as he does the captain sort of topples backwards the curse has been pulled from him but you get this impression that with like as he sort of like sort of lolls back, um, sort of stumbles backwards onto the ground, and there's still this deep wound in his head, um, and he was too far gone at that point anyway. He's not in control; the curse is no longer in control of him, but it has killed him in that moment. He sees stop. He stumbles back, and this and blood starts to pool around where his head is. And the other soldiers sort of pull their rifles and say, Captain! And they start moving towards things. Like, what happened? What happened? And the lieutenant says, Calm down. He took the first shot. Mr. Anderson wasn't didn't do anything wrong. Um, gun probably just went off. 
and the lieutenant sort of put, like, pulls the soldier back and says, Sergeant, please get the men back. Thank you very much. And the sort of lied, burly sergeant starts to pull the men back towards the barn. Lieutenant Cook, whatever yes. took Mr. Elliot's horse earlier appears to have done the same to your captain. What we're dealing with here is not what you and your men will be accustomed to. I can see that. Um, let me uh, help me get the captain into the stables. We don't need the men to see this. Whatever there may be something we can do um, if he is not entirely gone. Um, have Tabitha and Eva come out at this point? Well, Evangeline the... would actually be with the. She's with the soldiers. Evangeline. Oh, she was with the soldiers in the barn. Um, I... Peter would have backed up. By the way, after that, he'd have kept his head down and backed into the shadow of the entrance of the stable again, and he'll be collecting himself just in the entrance of the stable around the corner. And after after you pulled this spirit out of the captain, did you drag it with you or did it sort of dissipate? What happened to it after I'd it? imagine it's disappeared because I will not I'm not holding on to that thing. <laughs> <laughs> um where would Evangeline be at this moment? She last week. So I went oh, I went I, I walked off towards the barn. Were there any soldiers there when I arrived? I'm um, presuming yes. there are now, but... So the soldiers have all moved from where you were. Um, I'll say you maybe didn't have a lot of chance to talk. To an, an no, I was just taking, the, just taking the lay of their equipment while I was having a conversation with them. And I think I was taking the opportunity as they all ran off to go and see the captain just to peruse their kits, make sure, just investigate why they are here and what they are doing. I can just peruse through notable files or equipment or anything else while we are here knowing um, what they've told us absolutely uh i need a i need a little role for that just as the, the soldiers move off to where the captain is and they there's a bit of confusion yep. the sergeant tries to get them back towards the barn somewhere um i need a investigate a mystery it's not really about the monster but it's you know there are a few things that could be helpful there it was a four plus one for a five. You bet. Mark all this as experience. It's all fun. <laughs> I am. I am. I am. It's just I was rolling really we well roll. yesterday, and then today <laughs> I am rolling garbage on these two d six. They don't like me tonight. Ooh. Okay. So you are investigating. You're having a little look around the packs, and as you. So worth a miss. Um, the soldiers start to come back as you are looking at the stuff. Um, and the sergeant, sort of burly, sergeant with sort of a, a thick sort of moustache, um, looks a bit older than the rest of the soldiers, comes over and says, Hey, uh, miss, what are you doing with all of our, what are you doing in here? He sort of looks oh, towards where you were it. looking as all the things. Yeah, she kind of like, these things are so fantastical. I've never seen anything like it. Apologies, my curiosity. No, you uh seen stuff like this before. I'll remind you, on a mess, you have to answer the questions. What's the questions? You have to answer a question. I might ask you some questions, you have to answer it. Okay. Actually, I am... Um, I'm not since the war exists, but what is, what is all of What is this? And she kind of picks up the nearest thing to her, just 
very kind of haphazard, whatever that could be. Um, probably, yeah. Uh, you, you, I think the I, most in, interesting thing that Ranjan would see would be a um, what looks like a sort of radio pack. Um, oh, what's in this? So that's um, not for you to be touching, miss. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, is it breakable? And she should make it make a big show of gently placing it back down. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a bit breakable. Enough, expo- uh, enough explosions for one night. Um, you better be making your way out, miss. Doesn't uh, okay. if you're going to be poking your nose around, best to do it in the daytime when people can actually see you doing it rather than in the night when people no, might think you are. Possibly, I mean, if you if do you wish to accompany me, and she'll kind of like wander up towards, she'll just kind of saunter up towards him slightly. There was an awful, there was there was an awful commotion. I would hate to travel this the dark farms that I'm at alone. The sergeant looks around as men who are all sort of like shaken, but are also a bit sort of like, hey, Sarge, hey, Sarge. Um, and he sort of looks back from me and says, Just over there, miss. Not too far walk. I'll mind you from here. Well, thank you for your mind, kind sir. I walk out. Tabitha. T- Tabitha, is there anything that can be done for him, for the captain? Um, is he dead? Dead? Um, I would say Tabitha's probably seen enough dead people to know him for properly, as well. At this point, as you look down towards him, we were asking the question, but the captain does look like he is dead. the The wound in his head is enough evidence, but also all the blood that's now poured out around him. I don't think so. Well, uh, Eva, Peter, um, our opportunity to sort this out without the involvement of the soldiers has passed, I believe. Okay. Lieutenant Cook. Yes. Something has been going on in this farm. Telling me. I think perhaps you will have an idea of why we are now here. This is not the first of the troubles here. It's the first I'm hearing of the horse today, and your explosion, I imagine, has something to do with it as well. The farmer here, Mr. Elliot. Yes. Something isn't quite right. I don't think we're entirely sure quite what, yet. Have you noticed anything strange? Other than the horse? Have you noticed anything about the farmer himself? Well, he keeps himself, mostly. Um, but... Um, I, I mean, I can, there's, there's one thing that stood out for me, but I didn't... I kept it out of mind, but now we're thinking about strangeness. I I, don't, I can't explain something unexplainable seems worth bringing up now. And he anything at all may help. He looks towards the farmhouse, makes sure that sadly it's not coming out, and he ushers you towards a gate, which is um, 
to the uh, sort of the far end of the sort of courtyard you're in, um, alongside the barn. Um, there's a sort of slightly higher wall, and you go through this gate, and you realise that as, as you follow him, that on the other side uh, it's an orchard. Um, it looks like an orchard. The, there are trees here, and they are being sort of spread out in such a way that it would sort of encourage healthy growth of the trees and whatever they produce. You can see that around the trees there are sort of rotten, um, what look like crab apple cores, and um, but like deeply rotten. Um, and but by the gate as you come in, he sort of turns and sort of gestures. Um, he says, "I said everything was dying in this farm, or long dead, but well, winter these things shouldn't be blooming like that." And you see that there's a small bush that's been planted by the gate um, and there are roses growing in the bush but they are in like full bloom this is not the time of year for them to be blooming like that I don't know if it has anything to do with it this doesn't seem connected at all but it's unexplainable certainly there's investigating Tabitha do you have the soil? I do get it out of my pocket uh, it may be worth comparing it to whatever soil the rose is bedded in. Soil from the captain. And the soil from the captain. Also, um, and I mean, this is not as unexplainable, but it's about the farmer. Um, he's been very kind to let us be around the farm, but he... Um, well, there's, there is a room in the house he didn't let us go in. He said there was one room that was off limits. Um, is there now? Yes, I don't know what the room is, but he didn't let us go in. Well, and where, where, where did, where's the room located? A second floor. There was um, near, near, across from his bedroom. There's only a few rooms in there. There's a guest room that another captain was staying in, and there was another room that I didn't know what was behind that door. If you want, I can go and Keep the farmer busy if he wanted to go upstairs. That could be a very good idea. One thing to bear in mind, Lieutenant, the effect that this farm, this um, being had on your captain, it could well have the same effect on you or any of your men. You are all armed. I'm not sure that a, a sidearm or a rifle will do very much against this thing. It may be worth unloading your weapons, separating the ammo, locking up the guns. I just don't know if it's a very good idea having... I understand. ...more around. I'll, um, I'll get the... I'll make sure the sergeants... Um gets on it. He's a fine man. Uh, Sergeant McCormick, he's um, he might not understand, but he won't follow, he won't disobey orders. Well, we have just had a, um, a rather unpleasant accident with your captain. Possibly some of the ammunition is damaged in some way and another accident could uh, take place were it not for this faulty ammo to be safely stored. And, uh, uh, and with with 
pronounced gas leaks happening all around this area, it'd be ill-advised to carry live ammunition for fear of further explosions. Yes, of course, all the gas leaks in the area, I'll make sure that it is, that the men know. And he, and then I'll um, make sure that the farmer's busy. Give me a couple of minutes to do that now. You got yes. Burnley to make sway off towards. Make sure, make sure your intentions are followed with fervor from your um, lieutenant, please. My sergeant, sorry. Um, yes. Your sergeant's lieutenant, yes. Um, and if you do find out anything, if this thing rears its head again in a way that I can help, let me know. Of course, I will be in the area, so I will be there if you need assistant and he makes his way towards the line when he leaves i is peter there as well he's in the shadows around the corner yeah, where, where is peter yeah he's kind of just sat at the moment in the stable around the corner and the stable back um not unstable but almost bleeding profusely <laughs> none of us have oh, well. checked on peter he just got <laughs> shot and none of us have asked him he's okay <laughs> I don't know um, well, he's taken off the world. Yeah, he'll have calmed himself down by now. He's calmed himself down. In that case, I tell Vera and Evangeline um, that it's an angry spirit. And that house is rather strange. It's like a mausoleum to the family who used to live there. And... You died mysteriously, I'm just saying. Papa Savile and Rose Elliot. Sorry? Marcus, Evelyn and Rose Elliot. Yes, yeah, so Marcus died in the war, but Evelyn and right. Rose died here when Thomas was here. Yes. Sickness. Hmm. Uh, it also, you, you mentioned... This was a, some sort of an, an emotional spirit. Um, the captain and I were having somewhat of a disagreement. Um, mm. He became quite agitated and... Seemed the time. To be honest, I, I wasn't trying to avoid winding him up, um, but he got to the point where he, he overflowed and this, possibly the spirit, was able to take hold at that moment. Maybe he opened himself up to it by... We should all be I quite when cautious. When I tried to help Laura, I yeah. opened my mind and the creature took, up, took a, its opportunity. Right. Okay. Um, well, we should all be very cautious then of uh, if ever any of us feel emotions overtaking us. Try to well, level head. in that case, I will find Peter and make sure that he... Oh, can... God, yes, he just got shot. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> we should check on him. We Sorry, absolutely sir. should. Is that I, your location? I will call out. <laughs> Peter! Oh, do I hear that? Yes. I'd say after, after a while of calling out. <laughs> I think that we would know to rush back to the... Well, to check the barn, at least. The stable. Yeah, the stable, sorry. <laughs> the stable, Wait, yes. well, yeah, the stable. 
If I hear you coming, he'll sheepishly look around the corner. But the first, he would have tried to, all he can do is use some magic to try and reduce one harm at the moment. So he would have tried to have done that. Okay. And um, also, Evangeline, can I have you roll plus shot up just for now? And that was a, um, that was a nine. Oh. On a nine, it works imperfectly. Um, and I choose my effect and the keeper will decide what glitch it has. So the effect is I'm going to heal one harm from my injury. What are the glitches? Uh, and the glitches, <laughs> the effect oh, yeah. is weakened. The effect is of short direction and duration. You take one harm, ignoring armor. The magic draws immediate unwelcome attention. Or it just it has a problematic side effect, which I think gives you it's, free it's, it's, you, choose the, you choose the glitch and the keeper picks how it affects you. Oh, yeah, so you choose the glitch. Oh, okay. Oh, I want problematic side effect. <laughs> I, 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 think, I feel like need, you, need, you now need to be creative and think of something, and I don't. Fine. <laughs> like a real I'm sick you. of everyone. I'm sick, I'm sick of everyone seeing him monster out. So I'm like, there we go. Pick something new and problematic. A new problematic effect. Okay. Um, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Um, you heal this part of your body. Oh, what does um? So it's like a it's a bullet hole um in Peter. And uh, what does it look like when um? What does Peter's skin look like when he is fully taken by his other side? Just very, very, very pale. And then the extremities of like the fingers and the eyes become very black and clawed on the fingers at least. Um what I'm gonna say, so you heal yourself, you, so the bullet pulls itself out of your body. Um the one the one that stayed in, one of them did go through. Um your skin around where the around where the bullet entered, um, sort of webs out in this bright paleness that you get when you go into your monstrous form um and it sort of it looks like when people have been struck by lightning um that sort of mm. um effect that sort of cascades around your body and as you heal yourself um you, you see you sort of feel this you see it you sort of pull your shirt sort of get a better look at the wound um and you realize after a few moments that that is not going away mm. that the effect across your sort of torso of the monstrous side of yourself is not disappearing in the way that it normally would. And so this effect, the, the complication is part Just of your round monstrous where, is Yeah, so round where the... Okay. Round where the bullet holes are. Um, so hard to hide that part of yourself. Um, um, underneath, actually, it's underneath my clothes, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. No, no way it takes your clothes off. So um, was that sharp or cool? Um, sharp. It's not going to make a difference. This is a sharp. Sharp. So it's four plus one for five. Um, that's cool. Um, I'm going to... It's just a bit of information that came up last time, a couple of times ago. Um, I'm just going to... I would have told you what the information was that eventually uh, uncovered a while ago. But now I'm just going to vaguely allude to it. Um, you are thinking about why their captain was taken 
why you were taken. And you remember back of your mind that idea of people being susceptible to it and people not being susceptible to it. You can't remember, like it's it was all part of the chaos in our cottage, but you can't remember exactly what it was. Unless you actually do remember what it is. And I jogged your memory slightly. So you got you run towards the stables, you see Peter sort of hunched over himself, there's some white um skin cascading around where the bullet holes are. It's they're still open, so they're still bleeding. Uh, Hey. Are you are you okay? No. No, not really. I could do with Well, it's all right, I'm not like bleeding out. This one was a clean one. And he points to his shoulder. This one down here, I just pulled out the bullet and it's not bleeding anymore. But I'm not like dying or anything. But I could do it. I, I can't take any more gunshots today. <laughs> well, yes, let's hope that none of us have to. Would you like me to heal you, Peter? Do you want to put me in agony, is what you mean? I. That's why it's a choice. I'm not. A... Um, that sounds, yeah, that sounds like a delight. Go on. It might scar. Yeah, make it hurt. Okay. Well, I, I can't. I really have no control over that. So. My, can I just kind of help her out to kind of? Yeah, you can do a help. Yeah, you, you, you can imagine yeah, just will... to help out. Okay, cool. Roll plus cool, please. What did you roll? Three. Okay. It's okay. I rolled oh. a I rolled a nine, um, which means you get uh, heal three harm, um, but there is going to be a, a gnarly scar. Yeah. Oh. There's her. Cool. Um, <laughs> fantastic. So Tabitha, you put your hand out towards um, Peter Evangeline. You put your hand out as well. Sort of, you sort of try to channel your magic into Tabitha as Tabitha's doing this um, spell. Um, and it doesn't work um, for you, Evangeline. Tabitha, you feel the magic, your own magic, of course, into Peter, and you can, um, sort of the light glows, the smoke uh, coalesces around the light, and Peter, you get this shooting pain um, through you as. It's like somebody taking a hot brand and like putting your skin back together with it. Um, and you can feel the whole, whatever's left of the holes keeling, but the sky is left there. Um, it's incredibly painful. You feel yourself, your body, all oh, your muscles tense. You're, um, you have to fight down the urge to let your other side come out because it's that sore. Um, Evangeline, what happens when you do it is that you're trying to channel your light and you sort of, Again, you sort of saw Tabitha's magic before, and it's got this light to it. It's vaguely similar to yours. And when you see it, you sort of try to put your magic into it. So that's a similar way, and you can hear um, the sounds of things around you, things sort of looking on. Um, and as your magic sort of connects with Tabitha, it's as if Tabitha's rejects it in like a sharp, painful way. Um, so like your light moves towards it and it's just, it shoots back towards you. Um, and you 
I'm not going to say you expose yourself to necessarily danger at the moment, um, but what you've done is there's something to do with Tabitha's magic that has just wholeheartedly said, absolutely not, you're not allowed here. <laughs> and you are sort of taken aback and shocked by that. Yeah. I will take that, take a moment and just say, I'm sorry, dear. It just seems that the move of the weave, it's just, it's just not happy here. Well, something awful is afoot. We should investigate that. Yes. I don't think I have been entirely honest with you, my dear. Mm. Um, any of you. Um, this is my motivations. I, I told you I knew of their father. Um, we actually spent a lot of time together. And that's why I agreed to leave the comforts of my office and accompany us on our, on our group today. And when I spoke of wavelengths and he spoke, I spoke of his ability to perceive the psychic, his mind was open in a way that I've we found her daughter, in the way that I made myself, and perhaps in the way the captain did before he was ripped apart from the skull. I, it was a very hard time for me when I watched Frank die. And I did not wish to share it, but it seems the holding this back is hindering me and potentially hurting you guys. Hopefully maybe sharing this will lift the burden, perhaps give me a little bit more light. And maybe the dice will roll higher than a four. <laughs> After Evangeline says all this, Peter, what were you going to say? He kind of looks at you, Tabitha, and as and waits. And as Evangeline, he goes to say something, and as Evangeline says all that, um, he does just look, and there's just just this look on his face of um, as he looks at Evangeline and says, "Maybe you've lost it. Maybe you should have stuck with your library, passed it, old lady. I hope you enjoy making everyone feel the pain, Tabitha. That fucking hurts." And he stands up, <clears throat> healed, feeling quite good for himself. <laughs> and there's a grin Peter on his face. Gratitude would be amiss, Peter. Thank you for causing me so much pain. It was delectable. You're welcome. And Evangeline, perhaps the other secret you're keeping is that you have been tasked with being a zookeeper and a nanny. You have heard this conversation. That's she's supposed to look after us both, Peter. Make sure that we don't go astray. Make sure I don't fucking rip your head off in your sleep. Of course. She's here to make sure that we all stick on the sweet sweet path of righteousness. We're all here to keep all of us in check. That's why we've been put together as a team. Peter, Tabitha, it's important to remain calm. I understand why you might be upset. But remember, we're in a situation 
where becoming upset could well open us up to a very unpleasant end. So take a moment, take a breath. It has been a long night. We haven't properly slept. We should find this thing. We shouldn't sleep. We should find it. We should find where it sleeps, where it's based, where that earth comes from, and we should find it now before more happens tonight. It's obviously got more power. I agree. But we must bear in mind we are not operating at our best right now. We are run a little ragged. Do we have a room that no one wishes for us to see? Yes, we should follow up on that. Death and erase. Yes. I, I, have, I have performed magic before, but it will allow us to reveal a location not within us. I could attempt to do such a thing, save drawing any suspicions outside of this stable. At that point, Lieutenant uh, Cook comes over. Oh, sorry, was I interrupting? Uh, so I'm just going to start um, taking the ammunition off my men. Um, Is there an expected time by which they will have completed this? Um, soon. Uh, already okay. just army at the moment. Uh, I was going to go talk to the farmer, if you hadn't. In England to go into the farmhouse now. I think now is good. If we're all ready. Should we all go or will it be more um, covert if do we split up? Perhaps two go to the farmer and two to the other location. The dirt. Oh, and that. Maybe we should split into three. And then the other one should go to the other location. <laughs> The locked room. I already saw inside the house, and I will volunteer to go inside. So would you, perhaps if something happens, would you accompany Tabitha? Not wishing to be her childfinder. I would like Vera to come with me. And she'll give you a very half smile. Um, Vera's, Vera's expertise in, um, in analysing the dirt will be needed. Oh, I didn't realise you were a, a gardener as well. Fine, Peter, come on. I'll come with you, Tabitha. Thank you. I'm sure you two will do just fine. Uh, Lieutenant Cook goes with Peter and Tabitha. Um, you go in and as you do, the um, Thomas uh, starts to come out of the uh, house and uh, the Lieutenant says, uh, Mr Elliot, uh, one of you might be able to have a word. Um, Captain gone, we need to reassess what we're going to be doing on the farm and how useful the farm's going to be. And he sort of walks off with the lieutenant and then pulls him away. Um, and as he does, he says, uh, Tabitha, if you, could, if you could make me a cup of tea, that'd be wonderful. Of course. And he leads the farmer away. So Tabitha and Peter, you go inside. As you walk upstairs, you can sort of see into the kitchen. You see Laura and um, Mary in there um, having cups of tea as well. Um, so you go upstairs, Vera and Evangeline. Um, taking a uh, sample of dirt from um, poor Captain Bennett um, and presumably the, the sample that Tabitha took from uh, Laura earlier. Um, I think it 
it's probably worth collecting one from under the rose bush and then comparing them all in the workshop. Yeah, so you climb into your, you collect the different samples of soil, you go into the, um, into your workshop and I believe it's going to be an investigator mystery, but I believe you also get some pluses because you're using your fancy, fancy lorry. Yes, I mean, the, whether or not the workshop does allow me uh, a bonus to compare dirts uh, is, I think, a keeper question. I'm not quite sure. I guess magical I mean, laboratory would probably more be more useful. Um, I mean, you're comparing dirt samples, so I'd say it's not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily need to be a magical thing at the moment. So work, I will say you can have a, um, i say a plus one forward just for the role. If you're trying to figure out something to do with dirt, you collect all the stuff, you're using your, um, your workshop for it. I'll give you a plus okay. one forward for the role. Uh, and investigate a mystery. Yeah. Ooh, seven plus two, nine, so ten. Okay, so you get two, a whole two things. You have two things to ask. Awesome. Okay. Um, hmm. Well, I guess you, you can always one. ask one, and then you can always ask the other one. Like once you know what the answer is, I'd say. Yeah, um, I think what's being concealed here is probably quite a good question. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so first of all, when you are looking at the dirt, the first thing you find out is that the dirt you collected from the captain and from Laura is not the same as the dirt you found by the rose bush. You're not the same sorts of soil. Um, what's being concealed here is that the soil that you collected from them um, gives off it's it's very compacted when it sort of it come out it came out of sort of it's sort of um mixed with saliva and mud but it was very sort of compacted and um has a sort of stony sort of quality so you get the impression that this sort of soil could be potentially used in foundations whereas the one underneath the rose bush could not be used in that sense gotcha so one is a very hard wearing soil, one of them is not. Okay. Um, in which case, if this dirt looks like it was um, from somewhere deeper, if it's slightly more structural, um, then I think I would be wanting to look around for any... Um, uh, if there's a basement to the farmhouse or any sort of under levels um, or any uh, anywhere where we could get to earth from deeper underground. Um, if where, where did it go might be a good... Yeah, no, I feel like that sort of that twists into where did it go. Uh, you sort of asking about the soil as well. Um, you, from... from um, so you probably don't know if there's a basement to the um that the farmhouse but thinking about structural buildings that you know the stable looks like it's very old um and it's probably been there for a very long time so similar to the um the farmhouse that's built into the farmhouse the building that looks the le least old out of everything here maybe only about a few years um it looks like the uh the barn potentially 
Um, and Evangeline, if you're with Vera at that point, you're sort of discussing this, you probably would say that, well, you are in the bottom. Um, you know that the it looks like it has been repaired in the last few years, or at least has been maintained in the last few years. Um, specifically, like the floors and the walls and things have been replaced with new flooring. Okay. And um, did you say it's a law library or a mystical library? Law library. Law well, library. I could use that while Vera was analyzing her dirts to see if I could look up anything around spirits. Let's tell her she thinks it's a vengeful spirit. Yeah. You, if, if you want to do an investigative mystery, you absolutely can. If that's possible. It seems my, revealing my secrets has lifted my dice. Uh, that's a 10, 9 plus 1. Okay. So you're looking up spirits, and sort of angry spirits. So. Yeah. So first question I'd like to know is what can hurt a spirit? It's hard to say what can hurt a spirit. Um, because a lot of the time they are incorporeal, what you learn. Mm -hmm. um, but what can bring a spirit sort of into a more corporeal state to be sort of taken care of in also physical way? Um, finding something it's connected to, finding some sort of keystone thing. Because even if something is something is full of anger and driven by pure emotion, um, there will still be something that connects it to the world. That I like the tether. A tether that it, if you, if you were to either, if you were to reveal that thing to the creature or it could potentially bring that creature out or could potentially protect people if they were using something like that, like the tether. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've seen some of those things, but what can it do? Other much of already seen it between now. Um, it looks like it can uh, take control of people's minds, um, mm -hmm. force it to comply, force people to comply to its um, needs. And it seems like it's, um, it does. I mean, it, what you've seen is that it did slowly seep into the mind of Laura. And it did, like, she's been having dreams and sort of being compelled to go look out the window and sort of slowly taking hold of her um but with those that are trying to connect to it or trying or feeling an intense emotion it seems that it can sort of seep into them very very quickly and when it does for some reason it also creates a a head wound that kills the creature um or drives them mad to the point where they attack anything no. The head range. And we'll talk to us about big kind of like I presume Vera and I will be sharing the head wound. What sort of wounds do you think it was? Do you think the creature is showing us how it died with that head wound? Yes. That's been it's been on my mind. Perhaps we could work out what killed it, perhaps. As, as, it says, as, as it says, something that it might be scared of, or something that might repel it, might be, or bring it out, might be the thing that it was killed with.
how do you fix a quandary? There's only one solution. Portal Quandary is a Dungeons and Dragons real play comedy, drama, dramedy, dramedy podcast about a party of mismatched heroes trying to do just that. Join Dungeon Master Tyrone Cross as he hurls our Melbourne-based party into a mystical world full of strange creatures, stranger people, and strangest of all, unanticipated self-discovery. Gross. Listen to Portal Quandary now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Episodes released tri-weekly. Hello everyone, this is Danny, the Keeper for the Thorn Files podcast. Just wanted to say a huge thank you to everyone who's listened to our first few episodes so far. It's been a lot of fun to make, and we can't wait to make more of it for you all. If you've enjoyed listening to the podcast, why don't you give us a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you listen. It really helps us out. Thank you. Now, back to the mystery. Tabitha and Peter, you go upstairs. Um... The farmhouse, like uh, Lieutenant Cook said, does not have that many rooms. So as you see, there's a um, there's a bathroom. There are two bedrooms. That one, the doors are open at the moment, um, and there's another door that sort of leads like further down the landing on its own. Well, that one looks mysterious and locked. We should make to um, Tabitha. Um... I'm sorry, you know that sometimes I get impulses and sometimes I just say the thing that comes and it feels, it hurts not to say it. And sometimes it's cruel and I'm sorry, that was unnecessary. And oddly, the the pain kind of feels good. It kind of helps with everything going on with me. So, sorry. Well, um, thank you for the apology because I really don't want it to hurt. I just it it's like it kind of quells a part of me and puts it down but it likes it too it's weird we don't need to talk okay, about yeah, it now but I just I'm sorry um okay. do, do we want to just open the door or absolutely do I don't think to we should and... prepare it all like cool let's go and we'll just walk down and try the door won't be locked of course the door is locked. Um, Can you bash it? No, no, hang on. Okay. Um, these are good for something, and I want to use magic to do something um, other than human. What's the word? Do a thing that's beyond human limitations, which will be for him to use his um, extend claws, the claws on the handle on the. Yeah, I'm going to claw the lock. Awesome. Yeah. Is there a rule for that? Or oh. Yeah. Yeah, he rolls a he rolls an eleven, um, which means it works. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> not just a blunt instrument. What does it look like? What's Peter doing? Um, they are they they can be quite subtle at times. Your claws they move into the lock and you hear a click and the door opens. Um you see in the room it, it's a child's room. Um there are uh, pictures on the wall. We see there is a little desk next to a small bed. The bed's made up neatly. Um, you can see there are a few sort of like china figurines sort of placed so sort of very carefully around um, the desk and around sort of the windowsill. Uh, and you can see that um, painted on the wall. These are sort of a few sort of little murally things being painted on the wall. Um, and you see the name Rose, it's been written on the wall. Oh, 
Well. Um. Can I help? Do we do we want to look around and see if there's any clues or anything here? I could help you do that. Yeah. Well, I think we. I don't want to jump to conclusions, but I feel like something bad's happened to Rose. Um, can I look for um, like a doll on the bed or like a stuffed bear or something like that? Something that might be. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. You can see um, there are a few. It's just looking for something like like a sort of a, a toy or something that would be sort of mean a lot to ever on this room and you can see there are there's there's a small teddy bear sort of tucked underneath the bedding um you see there's a couple of little dolls uh, i say that little china figurines um so there's a music box um so tucked in around where the figurines are um and you see there's a couple of little like books off towards the side as well that i want to show peter let's close let's close the door um close the door um I can perform a spell that will allow me to see um, like uh, the last moments that an object has been kind of touched or used. Maybe something bad happened to Rose. Maybe she had her, she was young, she might have had a bear with her or maybe we should investigate the room to see if there's anything which might have been taken from her after she died there might be some residue of what happened to her on it if somebody okay. didn't want to leave it with her some dirt i could or blood. i could always help you investigate that if that's what absolutely yes and peter can help out with that. let's do a little help out rule first these have all gone perfectly well each time we've done them so far Okay. Um, I rolled a seven, and it grants you plus one to your roll, and I've exposed myself to trouble or danger. And okay. I'm investigating the mystery. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. I might have swallowed them. Um, nice. Uh, nine plus two, eleven, twelve. Okay, so you get to plus. You get the whole two. Ooh, lovely. Okay. Um, what's being concealed here on any of these items? Um, you can, uh, a lot of the things don't look like they've been moved in a very long time. Um, everything looks like it's been sort of left here, um, almost as a sort of, not a shrine, but just sort of out of respect, things haven't been moved. Um, and what you notice specifically, um, seen what's been concealed the music box um is a very nicely made sort of looks like it's been handcrafted music box um and you you open it and i would say possibly peter opens it and the music starts to play that is how you can expose yourself to trouble peter um elbow peter <laughs> you close it quickly um and you see on the inside um is engraved it's sort of in a, so the, a little uh, ballerina comes up and starts to tin, spin slowly as the music plays and engraved on the back in the lid um is are the words to rose 
from your uncle Thomas. Um, but what's being concealed here is that as you lift it, you realize that the lid is broken. So it like shifts oh, slightly. No. Um, and you see that it's just turning it over, that the wood on the back is damaged. Um, and it looks like there's been like that it's it is like it's been badly damaged and then put back and sort of left in that place. Well, seeing as we just made a noise, I think we should take this with us and perform the ritual somewhere else. Yeah, perhaps a staple or somewhere. You do have a second hole, Tabitha, before you leave. Okay. Um, well, I think I've made an assumption, but I guess now that I've seen the damage, what happened here? Um, it looks like, perhaps not in this space, but it looks like the box was used to hit something or hit someone. Right. Um, as you exit, um, you hear footsteps coming up the stairs. Um, um, Peter takes you in his hand and against the wall in that moment and makes it look like we've stolen a moment. Mary comes up the stairs. <laughs> oh, um, oh my gosh, Mary. Sorry, I, I didn't realize. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, um, no, you, you, I, I know what it was like to be young once. Um, and it's, she sort of head back. Yeah. And she sort of looks and says, Oh, uh, it's Rose's room. Um, oh, oh, um, yes. I remember um, you saying sorry, that. I haven't, I haven't seen it in a very long time. It's strange. You got confused that. on the corridor. No, sorry. No, no. It's, it, it's, it can be confusing. Um, don't mind me. You, you keep. Um, and she sort of walks back down the stairs. Oh, sorry. As she's turning, can I ask? Sorry, a, a strange question for you, though. You said that, well, Rose died. Is that right? Yes. And they took the body away when she died? That uh, and her mother's, was it? Yes. I, I didn't see, um, I wasn't here when she died, but I know that people did come to collect the bodies. And did the authorities never investigate? As far as I'm aware, there wasn't really anything to investigate. And she's, you see, she sort of, um, she sort of plays with a necklace around her neck, sort of absent-mindedly. It was just, they just, people get sick. It's not, um, not unheard of, especially when winters are bad and people have, um, people don't have everything they need to look after themselves here and it was it was it was i uh, sorry you asked me before it was 1943 and i believe they died um and it was back winter then and i don't know if it, if it has anything to do with it uh, but i know that their bodies weren't left here if there's anything strange going on i wouldn't I'd hate to think that they're involved in any way. This is, you should be 
um, very careful here. We will be. Thank you. Uh, we, we, sorry, we should get going. Yes. Alpha and Peter, you head back downstairs. You are out. Um, is there anything that you want to do at this moment? All four of you to come back together, wherever that is. I imagine you probably, if Tabitha and Peter go outside and don't see them, Sevier and Evangeline probably would head over to the lorry, because you know they'll probably end up there. And it's a safe place to talk, I guess. It's van time. It's van time. Oh, yeah. Did you get in? Did you find anything useful? Yes, we found this music box that's been used as a weapon. Well, Something either that been... certainly ties into what you were researching. And the correlation of sound and psychic waves we, we were discussing earlier might be exactly what we need to bring out the creature or even soothe it. Perhaps we could um, enter our sanctuary and listen to the song. And Tabitha, you wanted to do your, did you still want to do your spell? Yes. Um, uh, it involves blood, though, Vera. I um, um, I don't suppose you want me to do it in your van, unless you have some kind of. How messy will it be? Um, we'll just have to uh, paint some symbols in blood on the floor first. How big? Um, just a. Uh, a foot square <laughs> enough to put the box in the Where's middle. this blood going to come from? From my body <laughs> or any willing any willing participant. I mean, to paint a square foot of floor. No, not that's full a... square. Just like oh, okay. Does it need to be human? Because there's a dead horse out there, and oh, we could get this. I don't. Well, I've never done it with. I suppose all blood's dead once it leaves the body. This is, is this blood this this blood is to be an offering, I presume, Tabitha. In which case I don't it's think kind of, yeah. it would be wise to use someone else as an offering unwillingly. Oh no, it said a volunteer. <laughs> um you can anyone. there's there's room in here. Uh yeah. You can clear the floor over there. That should be fine. Um, Get some books away. Put some yes. like a tarp out. Um, yeah. While while Tabitha is sorting this out, um, uh, Eva, w would you like to listen to the? If the ballerina box is still functional, it'd be good to listen to, possibly even make a recording of the song at least. Perhaps. Perhaps within an I will gesture to the box you had me in charge speaking. <laughs> UBS. Yes. Yeah. Definitely so, in the UBS. Yes. Um, so as Tabitha's oh. making her preparations, and um, Tabitha will need the music box to finish 
Sure. Last some some history of the music. Don't book. break it. Um, you take that into the Ubiet, Vera and Evangeline. Yeah. I don't imagine Ubiet is a very big space, but <laughs> so you sort of squeeze in together. You open the box. Um, the box that, that is loose. Oh, and Vera's recording equipment. Vera's <laughs> recording. It's a very well. The, the equipment can be outside. We just need yeah. a trailing mic. Um, and it's a very sweet piece of music. Um, starts to fill the space of the Ubliette. It's sort of um, got this sort of tinny music box sound to it. Um, as you hear it, it's just getting a sense of lightness and happiness and you see the ballerina spins joyfully until eventually the tune slows down. The last few notes petering out. Eventually the ballerina stops. And it goes on for about a minute, the tune. Perfect. We should um, get this back to Tabitha unless there's any more calls you have for it, Vera? Uh, Eva? No? No, no. It's lovely. Perhaps it's, perhaps the sound will calm the spirit. Well, we can always loop the recording and amplify it, and I might make some tweaks uh, and we'll exit and pass the box back over to Tabitha Fantastic I am um, I've taken my a theme is that how you pronounce it a ritual dagger um, and it's uh, it's a golden dagger with like a thistle um, embedded with amethyst at the top and I imagine that it was uh, my grandfather's um, before I sneaked it. Um, and I draw like a, a ritual circle with symbols, um, kind of elemental symbols on it, and probably a, a pentagram in the middle. It's, it's a good place to start. Um, I take one harm, um, and then I put the box in the middle. And this is one of your ropes? It is, yes. So I have to roll. Uh, weird. Where are my dice are? At ten. Some soul. Let everyone know. What, let and remind me as well. What happens mm -hmm. when you roll a ten for your roll? Okay. So this is a, a psychometry. I think you say it might be psychometry. Uh, that was basically the same. Um, on a ten, you gain um, an answer to to a question about the history of an object and I see the answer uh, played out as if I was there. So I'd like to know um, what happened when this box was used as a weapon. What does it look like when Tabitha visualises? Is it um, sort of as if she's just like there in the space or? No, I think it's kind of got a sort of uh, movie kind of old movie quality but instead of being black and white it's kind of um like a net inverse like negative of it so everything is dark as light and everything that's light is kind of dark so you are pulled into the space and you you sit and you 
watching the box and realize that the sort of the ground changes around where the box is um, and as you look up you realize you're not in the van anymore um, where you are is in the kitchen of the farmhouse and um, you hear raised voices from nearby um, and you can see that nearby there are a couple of mugs have been put out, steam coming from the tea's hospital made recently. Um, and Thomas comes in to the kitchen limping slightly um, and you hear he's very angry and he's shouting at whoever's behind him and he says, I will not have you speak about her like that. She was your wife. Nothing happened. I was just trying to help here. And then a taller figure steps in behind Thomas. Another man, um, broad shouldered, uh, in a sort of uh, infantryman's uniform, but the jacket is open at this point. Um, he looks like he might have just got back. His boots are still muddy, and he sort of says, um, you tried to steal my wife while you were while she was alive. You will not take my home. Now she's dead. I want you out. They meant nothing to you. All you want is my land. And Thomas says, I can't believe you would say something like that. They were the most important thing to me. They were my family. And this other figure says, No, they weren't your family. They were my family. And you can't have them. I want you out of this house now. I want you never to darken my doorstep again. You killed Evelyn. You killed Rose by your ineptitude as a carer. And Thomas grabs the box. And as though he wasn't thinking, swings his arm around and the box connects with the other man's head. The man stumbles backwards and he sort of blinks and he puts his hands out uh, but he's still standing and then he moves towards Thomas and Thomas swings the box again and again and again and you hear this wet thud as the man falls and Thomas goes over his body and connects the box again and again and then as he sort of puts the box back on the table he sees that the lid has been broken and he hurried, like the last thing you see is him hurriedly trying to clean it and fix it. Wow. And that's what you see. And then as that moment happens, you and the box is put back down, the light sort of shrinks away, the scene shrinks back into you, and you're back in the van, the music box is there. And you realise that actually but perhaps absentmindedly the box had opened while you were in this space and the music is playing out as you arrive back in the van. I like a snippet shut just in case and um, kind of take a moment to collect my thoughts and I tell everyone that uh, Thomas killed 
Marcus. He didn't die in the war. He had returned after Evelyn and Rose had passed and they had a fight and exchanged some heated words and then he bashed him repeatedly in the head to death. Where did it happen? In just outside the kitchen. So the eye happened in the kitchen, but yeah, so Marcus fell sort of into the corridor. In the house. Um so where he died would be important, but I would imagine with all the earth. Do we know where he's buried? Have we worked that out already? The earth that we collected from the bodies seems to be most similar to the earth in the barn. He was recently renovated or more recently than anything else. Good opportunity to hide a body. We could... There is magic that would let us bar that place, trap him to it, and draw him out whilst we find the body. I'd imagine... Would finding the body help? Could we destroy the body? Could we burn it? Or something similar? Would the spirit of Marcus be tethered to the body in some way? He or does say, I can't see, I can't see, help me, let me out, let me out. Hmm. So... Maybe he wants us to free his body. The maybe... sounds over the radio as well did were eerily reminiscent of somebody trying to dig themselves out of a grave. Then perhaps he wasn't dead and perhaps he was just unconscious. Oh no. Um the barn, was it that you said? Yes. I feel like we should go there. We can hold this thing to that place. Or Equally, we can bar it from that place and we can try and find where the body is. Shall we? We should go before another person. The yes. young girl will go to sleep soon and, well, the last thing we need is her cracking her own skull open again. Perhaps we should ask Thomas. Oh, I could just tell him to tell us where the body is. I should just ask him. That would be fun. We should make sure that he, uh, we know where his shotgun is before apprehending him. Yes, where is he at the moment? In the house? He was with Cook. As you are talking, discussing what to do next, um, you start to hear raised voices from the oh, bottom. I think we should go to the barn. Um, there are raised voices. Yes, let's go. I take the box with me. Get out and start moving quickly uh -huh. in that direction. Welcome to I buy a violin as well and run. <laughs> you've got your violin. <laughs> All the important tools are here. Um, you bring the box. Um, you enter into the courtyard of um, 
the main farm, the main sort of farmyard, um, and you see that uh, one of the soldiers is uh, currently sort of being restrained by another couple of the soldiers. Um, it, it's one of the ones that um, you had not talked to yet, but one of the ones that had been injured previously. Okay. Um, and he is being sort of held down by the sergeant. He's being held down by uh, Private Morris. Um, and as you come out, you see he's shouting, um, help me, help me, I can't see, I can't. And you see there's mud pouring from his mouth. Um, and Lieutenant Cook's there and he has his pistol drawn. Um, and he's looked over to where you are. And he says, is, it, what's, is there anything that can be done for him? I look at Tabitha and I say, open the box. Uh, I shout, hey, Marcus, and I open the box. Um, the farmhouse door opens um, and Thomas walks out uh, with his shotgun um, and you open the music box. You shout, hey, Marcus, um, and the shotgun, shotgun over, over the shotgun cocked ready to go. No, it's ready. It's cocked and ready to go because they're shouting. Um, and somebody got shot earlier on. Um, so Thomas walks out. The soldiers are trying to restrain this one. And you hear the sergeant says, uh, Private Burn, Private Burn, control yourself. And um, he, uh, as you say, hey, Marcus, he looks over to where you are, Tabitha. He says, help me, help me. Um and Tabitha, I need you to make a uh, to roll for me. Uh -huh. uh, it plus cool. It's body oh, jumping. Good. Okay. Oh, eight. Eight. Okay, that's fine. Uh, so you get the words. You feel them in your mind. Um, sort of from the soldier but also just everywhere um you get sort of a sense of the seams from, from all over the farm uh you get the words um destroy in your head and um you can choose to follow them okay um but uh you can choose to make the choice to follow those commands because you rolled so well but um you only mark experience if you follow the command. So if you got a plus 10, 10 plus, you you can choose to comply or not. And if you do, you mark experience and gain plus one forward because you just got an eight. You can mark experience, but only if you follow the command. One little note here, and it doesn't, it may well not quite apply, but um, the move that, well, one of the moves that I took often right. Yeah. Yeah. When a hunter comes to you mm -hmm. for advice about a problem, give them your honest opinion and advice. I was not approached for advice, but I oh. did advise. Yeah. You gave advice. You gave advice freely. I think, Tabitha, that, I think that counts. Uh, um, to try to remain calm and not be overcome by... Um, if you yeah. followed that advice, you get plus one ongoing while following my advice and mark experience. So either way... <laughs> Okay, well, also... Either way, you get experience. But the nine still can make the choice, but so but you can mark experience following uh, following 
the arrows command. Cool. I will um, not destroy anything. And um, I will just try and block out the voices and I'll say, we will help you. Okay. So you say, we will help you. And um, as you say that, the soldiers are all very preoccupied. The uh, Lieutenant Cook is comes over to where Evangeline Peter are and says, what, what can be done? And as you say, we will help you. Um, Thomas at the doorway, um, he dashes towards the barn and stands in the doorway of the barn with his shotgun ready. As he starts to run across, yeah. do you think, hey, what's the barn? Because I can imagine, I would, I would like to create a wall of invisible light that he can, um, using my, my combat magic, to create a wall between him and the door to hopefully kind of make one of those moments where he's just like, pains on a piece of glass. Into it. Yeah. And he, watch, he watches her, kind of like her hand's going kind to of dry up and she just draws a line through the air. And it just... From, from, yeah, you can see the iridescent glow as the line kind of shoots out from where we are, but I can have anyone else on either side. It's just an invisible force. So at the moment, you have you sort of cut off where the soldiers are. So the soldiers are struggling together. Yeah. You are on one side with him and Lieutenant Cook yeah. and everyone, but there's a wall between him and the bomb. kind of like, boom. That's fine. He bumps into it. He sort of <laughs> slams into it. He sort of, <laughs> it's like, why do you want to help him? And he sort of brings his shotgun up and he's going to take a shot at Evan. I feel like whoever is closest it because he just wants to take a shot at the group. Um, I'm going to say that's I've I'm gonna you know I would, so um, I I would be taking a shot at the group. Okay, probably Tabitha. Sure it was Tabitha. Probably, probably Tabitha or um, it's a shotgun. Peter so would be heading towards us. Um, and Peter was going to say, "Can you see any lamps behind him in the barn that are hanging?" Um, and there, there is a there. Yeah, and he would have used magic to smash the oil lamp behind him to distract him. And set the bar alight. That was what I was going right, to do. So... But you said the other thing then. But that's what I was no, trying no, to no, say. I was do. No, no, I'm absolutely fine with you trying to do that. What would be? The, would you do a use magic? It's, it's a use magic. It's inhuman. It's literally a smash the thing as he's um, heading towards to distract him. Okay. Um, that's an eight. So, um. I choose the effect in the glitch, so I do it and it smashes. Um, um, it and then it says the effect of uh, glitches. I'll go for, I'll go for the effect is of short duration. So your magic was the lantern smashes the flame up around where the lantern was. Um, I'm going to. I, I'm. I don't want to roll a dice to see who he attacks. Um, I don't feel like that's. That's it's not between this. Tabitha. 
and it's not no I think it's just between Tabitha and Lieutenant Cook at this point um, but he's levelling the shotgun at both of you uh, I don't think that he no it's it's going to be Tabitha because he's not necessarily going to shoot a soldier straight away cool. he's going to take a shot at Tabitha with a shotgun I'm going to try and put um, myself in between Tabitha and the shotgun I said I was moving in that direction okay. yeah so the shotgun is raised can I have a protect someone roll from you, Peter? Eight. Okay. Oh, it's up for some or all of the harm. Oh, that's terrible. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, so for some or all of the harm, um, I'm going to say with it being a shotgun, it's messy. So I'm going to say you suffer some of the harm. You don't suffer all of it. Tabitha's not take any. Um, you take two harm from that then as the shotgun shell sort of scatters across your chest. Um, and he sort of keeps the shotgun leveled um, and he sort of, as he sort of quickly trying to reload it. Um, he says, stay back, stay back. You don't understand, you don't understand as the fire up and around the barn. You look like he's probably going to take another shot if doesn't somebody doesn't stop. Uh, Lieutenant Cook also levels his pistol towards where he is. I hold the box up and I say, I'll smash it if you don't put the shotgun down. Can I ever manipulate something? Ooh, nine. Nine. You... So on a nine, they'll do it, but only... If you do something for them right now to show you, I'll it. I'll give it to you. But put it down. Walk away. Okay, I'll put it on the floor and go to Peter and help him back up. Have I got close enough to be able to look into his eyes? Um, as he walks forward to go and take the box. That's what I want to. I want to try and yes. get into a moment, and Peter will kind of. Leap and try and look him in the eyes to use mental dominion on him. Okay. Okay. Um, He's a very so very important one. Badly. This could go very badly. This is that's a nine. Okay. Um. um so that's a hold one. Sorry. What was what were you going to say? Here? Um. Could I help out? Um, like, I, I would be more than happy to use one of my holds from um, the person with the plan. Of course, you did have a hold earlier on. Um, that gives so me a plus got, one. Well, I've, I've got two holds to spend. Uh, spend oh, yes, spend of the course, hold. because you have to be in the right place at the right yeah. time. Yeah. Spend the hold to be yeah. where you need to be right prepared place. and ready. I forgot about I forgot about this. Uh, Ooh, I've, I've, the right I've been waiting to use it, but. Um, uh um oh god how exactly i'm helping out i'm not entirely sure um uh i think that on top of the um on top of the truck um we've got a uh, connected to the whole radio system and setup is going to be a, a little loudspeaker um yep. Which um, I'm going to have hooked up to 
um, some hideous, awful, just white noise feedback loop, which is just going to blast directly in his direction um, mm. to try and get him off balance and um, get him covering his ears rather than focusing on the rest of us. Yeah, so he's distracted. He's his ears. He's um, that's amazing. I love that. Uh, so in that way, he is distracted enough uh, as he's going towards to pass Peter. So that when Peter is connected, so uses your connection to him, you have that plus one. So instead of a nine, it's a ten. Hold three. Okay. Um, literally the moment and Peter will grab him the moment the connection is made and he knows he's got a success and Peter will go drop the gun number one the gun lands in the mud show us where you buried the body now Sort of shakily, he turns and points towards the barn. Take us to the body now. He moves in a sort of very broken way. Every fiber of his body does not want to go where he's going, and he walks rigidly towards the barn the fire was short-lived the soldiers were able to put it out those that were still standing um the sergeants sort of restrained the one private the other two privates have moved to to put the fires out and as they do this of smoke billowing around um thomas as he walks into the barn and he stands and points towards the ground sort of in the central in the center of the barn Um, as we walk I'll have picked up the rifle and as he points at the ground I'm going to whack him on the back of the head to knock him out because the hold should have ended then yeah it does end and he points um, on the ground and I whack him on the back of the head some ass let me just I get to roll weird for that that's what I find cool so this is going to be painful I hope Oh. Oh no. Ten. Ten. Oh brilliant. Okay. Um so you back of the butt, uh, the back of the neck. I don't care how much damage it's more designed just to knock him out. I'd say it's probably obviously it's the one damage. Um so one arm to him. But with plus ten you can choose to make choose an extra fit. I just want to knock him out. And I just want to knock him out. Right to the back of the That's head. You, force knock him you, out. Want them. you want them to you knock him yeah. out. Knock him onto the ground, knock him out so that he's out of action yeah. for a little bit. So you knock him down to the ground. Um, and the soldiers outside, the fire's been put out, they're all sort of um, pulling around the soldier again that's um, having his, is being taken. Um, and you all move into the barn. Yes. You step onto the sort of wooden floor and you standing in the barn now, you 
feel this presence in there that you didn't feel before, Evangeline. Um, and as you all sort of stand, you sort of, what, what do people do in this moment? Here where the body was. And we threw a shovel nearby. Yeah. Yeah. Though the, yeah, there's a wooden floor. And you see the tank comes in, he takes a, a shovel, he starts to pry up uh, wooden slats from the floor Mr. and digs into the ground. Mr. Cook, and I shall, I shall kind of like hide him to one side and I will, as I could destroy this plot in the cottage, I will do the same thing. But at close range, my hands kind of like laced over each other as I'm going to force it kind of down to shatter some lovely crack if i can please the ground yeah i mean what you do using your attack my yeah my blast which is like three harm yeah so forceful ground um yeah so you you blast the ground through the ground and the barn breaks um okay the cook goes like some backs up towards the door is like some backs away um and the ground unearthed around where you blasted it out, there is a body beneath the earth here, wearing an infantryman's uniform. You see that it's partially decomposed. You can see that the head has been bludgeoned in on one side, then exactly the same way that the captain's head is split. You see that the fingernails from the hands have been torn off. And they look not like somebody who was buried dead. There seems to be lots of anguish in what face you can see. And as you uncover this body, and you're standing around, um, you hear, help me. I can't see. I can't. You realize you're not sensing it in the way that you did before. You're not feeling those words. You are actually hearing them. And you look towards where the light is coming in from outside and four soldiers stand at the doorway. The gang cooks nearer you, but the four soldiers from before are staring at all of you, mud pouring from their mouths. As they start to lurch slowly towards your group, Lieutenant Cook raises his pistol and they all shout, Help me! I can't see! <laughs> <laughs>